Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece of the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Thanks for being with us today. I want to just give a shout out to all the people that have been joining the I Work For Him Nation. Um, This is just a covenant that you make between, I say just, it's a covenant you make between you and God, just saying, I'm going to look at my work through the lens of scripture. And um, I just, I'm thrilled by the people that have joined that recently and just want to remind you or invite you for the very first time to go to iworkforhim.com forward slash join the nation. And that's a place where you can learn more about what I'm talking about, but it really is just a, uh, a mind shift to look at your work as your mission field. Yeah, every once in a while, we get to head over to Austin, Texas to hear from our wise sage, Tony Dale. Tony's a businessman, a doctor, a philanthropist, and a lover of people. He has two companies that are cutting edge, and Tony's here to share his perspective on how COVID is shaping the healthcare marketplace, what God can do through us to bring healing into the marketplace, and Tony will share briefly on his perspective of retirement for Christ followers in America. Tony Dale brings his faith to the forefront and all of us to our knees. Tony Dale, welcome back to I work for him. Jim and Martha, thank you so much for the invitation. It's lovely to be back on with you. You know, Tony, how do you continue to pivot because of COVID for Sidera and Point Health, which is a new name for the Karis Group that you've had for 30 years? The Karis Group's been around. You're now calling it Point Health. How do you guys, how do you personally continue to pivot because of COVID? And then we'll talk about what's going on with the companies. Uh, you know, if you ask my wife that question, she'd probably say, I haven't pivoted at all, uh, <laughs> m- meaning that uh, COVID has been uh, an interruption. Uh, it's obviously produced many challenges for pretty much every small business across the country. Uh, and when you're in the healthcare world like we are, uh, it's, it's definitely impacted us. Uh, but uh, in terms of pivot, it, rather, it's been a greater focus Uh, to really make sure that we're able to serve effectively the very people who need us at a time like this through something like a pandemic. You know, that's a great word because I think for a lot of us, um, hopefully we, hopefully in our own personal lives, we're not having to pivot too much. Maybe just God says, focus in, you know, eliminate a few things. But if at any point in time, we feel like we completely have to shift and then maybe we weren't going in the right direction to begin with. So, what a great perspective on that. Tony, can you share with us what God's done recently where he might have surprised you with something, whether it be good, bad, or just um, a surprise in your own life where God has shown up? Uh, well, the Lord has certainly done some remarkable things recently. Um, I'm hesitating a little bit because I wouldn't use the word surprise. Uh, I've been working towards some of these things really hard for much of the last year. Uh, But then when it all begins happening in front of your eyes, uh, you feel very sort of connected to the fact, wow, Lord, I've been daring to trust you. I've been hoping. uh, And now I see the the reality uh, that it's really happening. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, the Lord has been opening some very significant doors to us. Uh, you know, because of the work we do, providing sort of an alternative approach to handling large medical costs. 
this is definitely needed. Uh, and yeah, it's been an exciting time for us. Yeah, you know, you you know put together budgets and and figure out uh, your medical because you do corporate medical cost sharing and you. Know, but you're figured out on, on a normal actuarial scales. I mean, you guys have been working according to just normal world, and all of a sudden we had a pandemic. How has the unexpected increase in hospitalizations and things like that impacted how you guys do business? Um, okay, that's a great question. And um, uh, I'm just being uh, sort of careful. Again, you and I, we, we've had many conversations along these lines. I have to be careful how I describe things. Uh, because what we do is not insurance. Uh, so, for example, we don't use actuaries. Uh, but do we try and study and understand figures and trends? And are we making sure that we're looking after the community of people who rely on us? Well, 100%. Uh, so there, there's been a lot to navigate over this last 18 months. Uh, some surprises uh, that perhaps people hadn't anticipated. There was actually a decrease in the number of hospital admissions for, let's call it routine stuff. Uh, and so, you know, many people began putting off medical care that actually they probably needed because they were frightened to go to hospital. And it was understandable because that's where people were going and catching COVID. And that's where people were going. And, you know, it was turning real bad on them. Uh, not because the care they were getting was not good, but because when you're surrounded, you know, uh, in, in a, shall we say, a not desperately healthy environment, that has its own risks. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's been lots to learn, but the Lord has absolutely given us wisdom. And I think the exciting thing for me is wisdom and plans we had put in place before any inkling of a, of a pandemic have shown themselves to be effective. And um, what I would say there is when an ordinary family doctor is trying to plan on this type of scale, uh, with no business background, no actuarial training, not even statistical training. Uh, it, it's only God's faithfulness, uh, but he has been faithful and the team have done a marvelous job. You bring up an interesting point I want to just touch on for a minute because I don't know how much conversation has been happening around this, but people that... Re, um, you know, kept back or, or refrained from going to doctors or hospitals or things where they may have been more quickly, more quick to go there. I guess that's the right way to say it. Quicker. Quick, quicker. <laughs> um, you know, what now? I mean, um, I suppose there's going to be this increase in busyness and people trying to catch up. And, and hopefully, I saw a billboard just recently that was something to that effect, like, you know, I think it had to do with the dentist and that people weren't, you know, taking care of normal routine things. So what can you say to the listener? I, I know you're not coming from medical advice or anything like that, but just, you know, the everyday average person, like what should we be looking at now and saying, okay, we need to kind of get back on track a little bit? Martha, I think the main thing I would want to say to people uh, is COVID has uncovered uh, something very important. And that is how vulnerable people are who have chronic disease. Mm. In other words, don't put off things that maybe you could deal with now and get better. Uh, don't let something become serious through neglect mm. when you could probably de be dealing with it. You know, whether it's something I was going to say as simple, nothing, nothing simple, but, uh, you know, something as 
straightforward uh, as the idea that many people have a bit of a weight problem. Uh, but then when you begin to look at what else that leads to, mm-hmm. uh, and what I meant when I said COVID has uncovered the weakness of chronic conditions because it's people who already had a comorbidity uh, who found that they were in danger of really suffering uh, badly from the way that COVID hit them. And when we come back, we're going to dig a little deeper into the impacts of COVID on your business trees and, and, and the opportunity for you to, to uh, Tony, to minister more to your clients and your employees because of the increased, uh, just the hopelessness, that there was a lot of hopelessness around the country and just all the great things that are going on at Sidera and at Point Health. I'd encourage everybody, if you're looking for a new way to handle medical costs for your employees, for your organization, check out Sedera online, sedera.com, sedera, S-E-D-E-R-A.com. We'll be right back with more on I Work For Him with Dr. Tony Dale. Let's face it, there's only so much you can accomplish in a day, right? As a busy leader, countless distractions are vying for your time. And making it harder is that these distractions are often important things but maybe not the best use of your time or passions. You need help living out your God-given purpose. And thankfully, our friends at Belay offer just that. Belay, an innovative staffing solution with over 10 years of experience, has successfully matched thousands of organizations with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. With Belay's help, you can delegate to someone who has the skills to execute faster and more efficiently, leaving you to do what only you can do. Fulfill your purpose and be the faithful steward you are called to be. To learn more, just text 4HIM to 55123. Again, that's the number 4HIM to 55123. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him. As we talk today with Tony Dale from Austin, Texas. Tony's an often contributor to I Work For Him as he's got such great perspectives on what's going on in the marketplace and what's going on in the, in the country because of his perspective from his two companies that fit into the uh, medical world here in our country, Sidera, which is a medical cost sharing, corporate medical cost sharing company and Point Health. Tony, why don't you just give a, a quick plug? I, I love what Sidera and Point Health are doing. Just tell everybody really quick, what does Sidera do and what's Point Health do? Okay, well, uh, Sidera is a, a voluntary association of people all over the country uh, who've chosen uh, to share in each other's medical costs in a highly organized fashion. Uh, and we're particularly structured in such a way that uh, employers, if they want to, can uh, wor- work with us to give their employees uh, far more choices than they currently have. Uh, and typically, we're able to, to save people a lot of money in the process. So obviously, there's a lot more to it than that, but that sure. would give you a little bit of an idea. What about Point Health? Uh, well, Point Health uh, has been involved in the medical cost containment sphere for the last 25, uh, 30 years, I guess. Uh, you know, the, the time goes on. I guess I'm getting older and less hair up here. Uh, but uh, Sadira is very focused on how do you make it possible uh, for people to cope with the patient portion of bills? Uh, because even those who have, uh, as it were, supposedly adequate insurance coverage uh, are very likely to still find themselves damaged by medical costs. Mm. Uh, and so Point Health is focused in that area. Mm. It's so true it, it, because those medical bills can just decimate a family. So let's talk about, we've been talking about COVID a little bit. And um, 
I would, I'm curious to hear what you're seeing as far as like a, an increased opportunity to really minister to your clients and your own employees. Okay, that's, uh, that's a really interesting sort of question and thought. Um, you know, may, maybe as an aside here, as I work my way into a proper answer, uh, people would be interested to know that I've recently uh, uh, had published uh, actually, it's technically due to be published on the 28th of this month, uh, but it's already available from Amazon, uh, a book that looks at some of those questions. Uh, so the book is called The Cure for Healthcare. Uh, and healthcare as a system needs to be cured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as I look at, you know, how we try to take care of our employees in the same way that we try to take care of our community, Uh, You know, that involves dealing with people, body, soul, and spirit. Uh, I was interested to see there was a headline in in one of the papers or something that Deepak Chopra, who's, you know, sort of well-known in the sort of, let's call it a spirituality realm of uh, of medical things, uh, has also started a major initiative in this area of making sure that people are spiritually uh, doing okay, uh, as well as medically or physically. Uh, And so taking care of people means taking care of every part of them. Uh, And that's been an interesting challenge through COVID. Uh, We, you know, 100 plus employees, uh, that there are going to be challenges. uh, And we've had to learn and grow in that process. Now, I see you're still working from home, at least to do our interview today. Have most of your employees gone back to the office or are you guys still working remotely? Uh, No, we, we have a flex type system. Uh, so we officially, uh, about uh, six weeks ago, uh, went back as a, a team to work. Uh, but we have two days a week that we ask people to be there so that all uh, sort of group meetings, everything that we need, everybody in one place at one time can happen on those two days. Uh, and on the other three days, there's a lot of flexibility for people to do whatever is working best for them. Uh, so, yeah, that's part of the adaptation. And having adapted to being completely remote, uh, it's working very well uh, now that we're moving into a much more flexible environment of both approaches. Yeah, but your dog didn't seem very happy about you being at home. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just a little while ago, your dog was trying to get in something, trying to say something in the interview. I'm not sure. I couldn't understand what he was saying. But I, th- I thought maybe it had something to do with, I don't know, you're not. The, the dog always has a lot to say for himself. Okay. You know, I was just remembering the last time that we had you on the I Work For Him show, um, you had, were talking about the fact that you had employees that had been hired and never even have been to the office yet. So what a what a challenge to try to reassimilate. And I just was thinking about what that must be like uh, to be back together again and, and to really work on those relationships in a whole new way. Tony, what did you say the title of your new book is? It's called The Cure for Healthcare. The Cure for Healthcare. It's almost like bringing healing to healthcare. We need it. All right. Okay. So let's just shift that conversation a little bit to bringing healing to our country through the marketplace. Because it it just seems like Hmm. the, the church was extricated from the building during COVID, but yet released on the marketplace, the workplaces of America, most of a lot of video uh, conversations. But what can businesses do to bring healing to this country today? I mean, we've been given a unique opportunity as business owners to make an impact. What do you, how do you think businesses can contribute to healing in our country, not just to healthcare, but to many different uh, problems? Well, wow, that, that's a huge question. I think business can contribute a lot. 
you know, the typical church environment, uh, a pastor might have, you know, two or three hours a week where he can work with the people that he's working with. Uh, but in the business environment, you know, someone like myself, uh, I was going to say, we, we have 40 hours. Well, actually, sometimes it's closer to 50 or 60. Uh, and so, you know, we have a lot of engagement with people in very real situations. Uh, and we encourage people not to be two different people, one person at home and one person at work. Right. Uh, but we, we really think in terms of, uh, of life being all under the lordship of Jesus. Uh, and so I try to live that in a way where, you know, if there's pressure at work, if, uh, you know, a certain department is struggling or, you know, maybe on the sales side, uh, some of the challenges of, of COVID and how that impacted sales. Uh, you know, all of these things are ordinary, everyday problems that every working American experiences one way or another. Uh, and into that, to be able to point uh, to the fact that actually there's a rock in our lives, a foundation, uh, that there are answers, I think is incredibly important. Now, we can go beyond that. Uh, so, uh, again, in, in terms of some of the stuff that we're engaged in, uh, you know, the bottom line, meaning our company is able to stay profitable. It makes a huge difference if you can help companies deal with their healthcare costs, right. not only for the company, but for the employee. Right. And the tragedy is that when healthcare, you know, the typical family now in this country, one way or another is spending $20,000 a year plus on healthcare, Stacked. whether it's not coming in their wage, but coming as a benefit or whether it's coming out of their pocket, they're, they're, they're not seeing that money because it's spent on healthcare. Mm -hmm. If we can show people how to cut that in half, that's dramatic. That's another part of healing the nation so that we're not having all this money squandered uh, in a healthcare way when it could be done much more effectively and much more efficiently with better quality. So much practical kingdom kind of solutions that we can bring to this nation that can bring healing. There's so many things we need to ask questions about. Is this really necessary? Could we redo this in a cheaper, more uh, effective fashion? If we could ask questions about everything that is done from one corner of the country to the other, we would save a lot of money and eliminate a lot of inefficiency. Tony Dale, when we come back, I, I love your thoughts on healing. I, I can't wait for people to get the for, for your book to be released, The Cure for Healthcare. Make sure people get You said that's going to be available on Amazon? They can get it right now at Amazon.com. Buy a copy of it for your local legislator or senator or congressman. Well, who is it that you want to read it? Uh, I want every CEO in the country to read it because it's actually a call for all of us to get on mission, meaning we can help heal the country by healing the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. Wow. So the, I'm guessing there's a double entendre in that title there. Not only cure for the healthcare system, but cure for health. We're talking today with Dr. Tony Dale from Austin, Texas. You listen to I Work For Him. We'll be right back with more as we ask him questions. Tony, will you ever retire? I know how you can stop wasting 70% of your work week. You heard her right. Ask yourself, do you finish your work week feeling like you should have gotten a lot more done? Ever feel like you need to accomplish more to grow your organization but have nothing left to give? We've all been there. But to reclaim 70% of your work week, you need to learn to focus on purpose-driven productivity rather than profits in order to be successful. 
So we're sharing a free productivity guide from Belay, the modern staffing solution with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. It's a compilation of their most tried and true resources for fulfilling your God-given purpose every week. Just text for him to 55123 to get your free resource and reclaim your purpose today. Again, that's the number 4HIM to 55123. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him. Today we're talking with Tony Dale from Austin, Texas. Tony has a couple of companies that he's founded. Sedera Health online, sedera.com. We love Sedera. Longtime supporter and friend of I Work For Him. And of course, the uh, Point Health. And is that Point, P-O-I-N-T, or is there an E at the end of there? No E. So just Point. I didn't know if you threw a little European flair in there or not. You know, back to your roots. <laughs> because you know, you British people throw in extra vowels and Letters on all kinds of stuff. I didn't know if that's what, you know. What yeah, we, we can't help it if Americans still don't understand English. <laughs> we eliminated the unnecessary vowels. That's just what it was. They were just, they were just, they kept getting in the way. You had to pay for them on the game show. Tony, you're over 65. You, you work harder today than most people I know. You're working night and day. You founded two companies. You're technically the chairman of the board of two companies, but you really act as advisor to the two presidents and CEOs that you've got. I mean, you're very, very busy. Tony, will you ever retire? You know, retirement, Jim, is a fascinating concept. Um, I'm, I'm not sure it's a biblical concept. Uh, you're I not sure? Thinking... You're not sure? You know your Bible better than me. You lived on the mission field. You're not sure if it's a biblical concept or not? No, let me be clear. I'm okay. quite sure it's not a biblical okay. concept. Okay, all right. Just checking. <laughs> I was just being a little bit more gentle. Um, so, uh, you know, Moses didn't begin his main life work until he was 80. Uh, so, you know, God has plenty that he can do with those of us who are a bit older. Uh, and, you know, there are various people who have written about different stages of life. But uh, in a sense, it's a tragedy that we as society have really come to think of as people get to, let's call it retirement age, just when they really got to a place of reaching maximum capacity uh, that we let so much of that wisdom go to waste just because they may not be physically as strong or even, you know, mentally, they may not quite have the memory or whatever that they had before. But I don't think the wisdom suffers in quite the same way as maybe my ability to grapple with names and things like that, if I can put it that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, Felicity basically says, Tony, you don't ever plan to retire, do you? Uh, and uh, I, I, I would answer that, that uh, I, I definitely see stages and times where things change. Uh, and it's been very interesting looking back on my life, looking at the different decades where I can look at basically every decade and see different ways that God has, has used me or used my wife, Felicity, and, you know, what we've represented as a family. Uh, And now, yes, I'm in my 70s. I'm 71. Uh, But through God's grace, uh, and I guess because I'm kind of a a sports fanatic, I still remain very fit. Uh, Before this morning's interview, uh, I had a very aggressive game of squash. Uh, I'm delighted that the Lord still allows me to keep up with the 30 and 40-year-olds on the court. Uh, So retirement is... When I was young, people retired at 65, and you know what? Most of them were dead by 68 or 70. 
I don't think that's necessary. I think people need to keep a focus, a God focus, and maybe they'll find that as they keep focused on what God has for them, that God will actually lengthen their years and keep them useful and productive as they yield those later years to him. Mm, what a great perspective. And I, you know, even for those of us that uh, it's a ways off to be able to have a healthy perspective. It's not as far off as you think. I right? know, I okay, know. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's a healthy perspective to start having now because our culture does have a lot of assumptions out there with our age. And um, but yet look at all that God is doing in and through you in your businesses that wouldn't be happening if he wasn't using you on a daily basis. So you're such a great example in that respect and and so gracious in, in how you approach it. So I and appreciate how you that. my questions. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So, you know, and I, I agree with you on your comments on the wisdom loss. I am surprised mm. at the short-sightedness of large corporations that mm, tend to pre-retire people long. I mean, if they have employees for 20, 30, 40 years and they, they uh, offer up early retirement. And it just seems silly to me because those are the people that have the greatest pocket of wisdom about what's going on in the company. And you're letting them leave when they know more than any of the younger generations. And it's, I know it's a money thing, but it seems really silly. And I think we do the same thing within the, the, the body of Christ. We tend to send those that are chronologically superior off into a corner to hang out with each other when that bucket of wisdom needs to be poured out on the younger generations. What do you think, Tony? No, I agree with the way you're, you're putting that. And, you know, one of the things I think we see in, a, let's call it a more biblical model, a more biblical society, uh, is this intermingling of the generations. Uh, with a tremendous respect towards the older generation and a desire to learn from them. Uh, and, you know, one of the things I, I, I love, which, you know, I, I've seen with my own kids, uh, is obviously, you know, we all know that, you know, Felicity and I are getting older and, uh, you know, we all know the sort of cycle of life that God has allowed. Uh, but into that, I see my kids drawing more and more from that wisdom. Uh, I think recognizing you know, kind of the older we get, the less we know. Now, I don't mean that in necessarily absolute terms. I mean that we've, we've been humbled by life to understand that we need help. Uh, and so that willingness to reach out and draw down from an older generation the wisdom of their years uh, is a huge asset, uh, I, I think, to the younger generation. We, we just had a, a family reunion uh, celebrating. Uh, it's technically still a couple of months away, but Felicity and my 50th wedding anniversary. Mm, so all the kids, all the grandkids, uh, and what an incredible time. Uh, 22 of us uh, went away and just had a wonderful week. Uh, and that interplay between the generations is so vital. And it's so lacking in a lot of families. And so even being able to do a little of that within the workspace um, can be such a benefit to have, you know, we uh, recently released the book, I Retire for Him. And the image on the front of the cover is like a passing of the baton. And it's not a 
throw you the baton and here it goes and I'm running out the door. It's a, it's a process, you know, and we need to get the, the wisdom from the generations before us and building those relationships within the workspace can be so valuable for people. Mm. That's so right. Uh, passing on the baton is not a, a two-second thing like in a relay race. It, it's a, a decades thing of letting that experience become part of the next generation. Mm -hmm. And we all need to learn that and appreciate that, especially in the workplaces of America, as we've got an opportunity not only to share our wisdom of what we've learned in our work, but the wisdom of what we've learned about God. Because as you said it, Tony, I, I remember when I became a believer at, at 13, just celebrated 43 years of being a believer. And I remember thinking, well, if I just get a couple of things tweaked, I'll be in good shape. Well, now, 43 years later, I realized today how, much, how little I know, how little I've experienced of the God that I serve, and I'm running out of time to experience that here on earth, and I, and I, and I realize how little I know, uh, and it's, but it's a great perspective because I still know more than some, but I know less than others, and I, and I know the value of hanging out with those people that have got that more experience than I do. Absolutely. It was just so encouraging recently. Uh, one of the, the grandkids was over here uh, and was, was saying to Felicity, Felicity, you need to write another book. Uh, and she said, well, yeah, about what? Uh, and she said, about you, about what you and grandpa have learned over your years. Uh, and I'm working on her to do exactly the same. Mm, fantastic. Uh, and, and as you know, we have Martha's dad. He contributed over 25 chapters to both I Work For Him, the book, and I Retire For Him, the book sharing his stories, life experiences to add color to the commentary. It was fantastic. Tony Dale, so grateful for you, for your perspective, for the ministries, the business trees that you run there in Austin, Texas, Point Health and Sedera Health. Please uh, make sure that you guys check out Sedera Health online for, if you want to look at solutions, different kind of solutions for your employees and your organization, Sedera has got some different solutions that can transform the way you think about bringing healthcare to your people. And make sure you get a copy of Tony's book, The Cure for Healthcare. You read it first and pass it on to everybody you know. Mm -hmm. And I say, as Tony wanted to give to every CEO, I haven't read the book yet because it's not out yet, but I think you should give it to every legislator and senator and congressman too because healthcare in America desperately needs helping and health. It needs to become healthy. Tony Dale, thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thank you so much for having me. Check them out online, sedera.com, sedera, S-E-D-E-R-A.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field. But for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. 
Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iWorkForHim and online iWorkForHim.com. I work the number four, him.com.